0: So this is another thing that doesn't get covered a lot. It's not just her, right? This is a family project. So her mother, Helena would end up helping to write the constitution of a newly independent Ukraine. Um, She would basically help sort of build the framework by which new laws were adopted. And um, she would do that by uh, she and this Ukrainian lawyer, Sergei Holvati would petition George Soros uh, for support in creating something called the Ukrainian Legal Foundation, which was a, yeah, it was a player in establishing framework the framework by which laws would be adopted. And the particular focus on this framework was, was property ownership, right? Private property. Um, I, and it's trying to solve the question of how do you transition uh, this monolithic uh, communist country to free enterprise? And that was something that her uncle... Uh, Bogdan was deeply deeply involved with as well Helena's brother so Yasha I was going to ask you to kind of explain what Freeland's uncle was doing uh, in terms of what I like to call reverse land reform
1: yeah no I mean look I mean it's interesting because I uh, so um, her uncle uh, Bogdan Chomiak sort of the son of the the grandfather you know the, the son of the guy who ran the the, the paper in Nazi occupied, um, uh, Poland, um, you know, he, he got into agriculture, right? So he was kind of in, in, in I think that was his, I think that was kind of his, um, uh, maybe part of what his education focused on. So he was, so, you know, he had, he had, some expertise in agriculture and, um, in, in the nineties, um, in the nineties, you know, he, uh, went back to Ukraine, right. And, um, Began to work in various um, like NGO projects. Um, some of them backed by USAID to to privatize, you know, collectivized land. So, um, the yeah, then that's what he did. You know, and so that's what he did in the '90s. And there's um, to, to to basically take land. So there's these, you know, collective farms that um, kind of stood around, and 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 the people who used to work on them, you know, like own them collectively. And so he, the, the thing that he was involved with was coming up with ways of actually taking that collective land and private, you know, privatizing it, you know, breaking it up and, um, and, and, and giving each, each worker, I guess their own little lot. Um, and it's so, uh, yeah, that, that, and, 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 he's, and he's worked in, and, and he's worked in that field ever since. I mean, he's, um, you know, he's, I mean I'm trying to look at I'm trying to look at, look at look at my notes here you know I'm trying to see like what what he said cuz I he says it he says it, he says it um I mean, he was look I mean he was trying to like destroy the last vestiges of 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 like collective ownership or common ownership, ownership yeah. of yes yeah of, of 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 you know I don't know some kind of socialism or socialist ownership of, of the land and so and to create a market economy based on that because you know then once you once you can privatize little chunks of it then investors can come in and you know buy up the land from different you know d- the different people you can like you know you can securitize the land you can like use it as a, a way of a collateral on, on, on a loan so it's so for a lot of you know free market types you know libertarians land privatized land is 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 like the you know, sort of the bedrock, the, the, the first, the foundation of a market economy, right? Without privatized land, you cannot have a market right. economy, essentially. Yeah. You know, and so and so, you know, what he was saying. He, you know, there was a there was a there was a USAID uh, actually has a, a nice little newsletter um, that it puts out, or uh, it's called <laughs> Frontline. <laughs> and yeah, um, and it's he, on Substack and, now. And actually, got, and you know, he's featured in it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: He's featured in it,
1: and you know, it's like the the article is like. US helps Ukrainians divide collective land and there is a picture of these two Ukrainians just thrilled and that the guy, they're no think, longer going to be burdened with land yeah, ownership. They look like they look like they you know they have homespun clothes. It's pretty weird. Um and you know the guy's you know he's tilling the land with what looks like it it might be actually connected to a, a cow or a, or like a mule or something. You know it's a pretty basic stuff from here. And so he, you know and so he says um so he's working with this kind of weird, very like kind of a spy connected uh, consulting company that was at the same time, like doing weird shit in, in Iraq with like manipulating um, ra- rice yep. prices and like rice contracts for Iraq. It's called, it has a very, it has a very 1970s CIA name. It's called Chemonics, uh. you know, Chemonics. Uh which is like, it's a weird thing to do. Kimonics, I guess it's, you know, it connected to food. You know. Chemonics, just whatever, you know. And so USAID was, it gave a contract to this, to this company. And so this is what, um, and Bogdan had a hand in that. He was sort of overseeing the program while working for USAID. And this is what he said. Um, we had three goals in mind, an end to collective <laughs> farming. <laughs> That's one. Number one. <laughs> fair, dis- yeah, fair distribution of land and the creation of a land market, you know. So they want to create... Um, yeah, a, a market of privatized land so you can buy and sell land on the
0: market. It's great. You know, it's working a, super well.
1: That's
0: it, you know, and yeah. Yeah, and, and Ukraine has never been doing better <laughs> since. You know, uh, Ukraine,
2: a country. Pop, few,
1: <laughs> on the move. <laughs> and he, says, he, says, he says, the rich agricultural land of Ukraine is one of the greatest assets and helping to put those assets into the hands of its citizens is a powerful way to hasten the country's transition to a market economy says Mr. Chomek of USAID.
0: There you go. Um,
1: I mean, look, you know, I mean, just look, he's, so he's, and he's been in this business ever since. He's, he runs a consulting uh, company that uh, helps foreign investors to invest in, in agribusiness in Ukraine. I mean, you, I mean, he's right. I mean, Ukraine um, um, is, you know, is like the breast, is just, it's like, has, it's a breast basket, bread basket for um for you know for the russian empire for the soviet union and you, which and you, it's it's the fertility of its soil you know it's is 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 famous and sort of it's like it's a, and it's why you know hitler wanted to get his hands on it you know he saw saw ukraine as the place that would grow all the food for um you know this greater reich that he would that he would uh, that he would establish um in eastern europe and so um, it's it's been an it's a, it's a huge asset. He's right. And so he, what he was trying to do was to you know it's a, it's a, I mean look it's actually kind of incredible. So his grandfather you know lost the war you know and, and sort of the Ukrainian nationalists and Ukrainian fascists lost the war uh, they and the Soviet Union won and but they did but the Soviet Union didn't win for long because one generation later right just so you know the dad uh, fled to Canada raised these kids. And already, and they already came back as adults to a kind of to a free Ukraine, you know, free of communist influence, to institute sort of the original vision that uh, the Ukrainian nationalists, the Ukrainian fascists, had for the land, you know. And part of that vision was obviously not collective ownership of anything, uh, but privatized ownership. Uh, and so, and so he, you know, it's it's incredible, you know, how 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 just such a short time later this family was able to return back to, to this land and to um institute the thing uh that they wanted to. Do i think in the first that place. underlines
0: um you know the next thing i wanted to talk about and kind of solves a contradiction for me which which is if we're talking about Christy freeland's ideology to the extent that she has one and i think she does in doing research on this i was i was You know, reading about her time in Moscow when she's editing, she's at the Moscow desk of the Financial Times, The Economist, whatever. And it's always been strange to me that she is in Moscow during the collapse of the Soviet Union and witnessing one of the biggest financial planning catastrophes of the 20th century, right? Like this grand experiment that just led to immiseration and fucking chaos. And then she writes two books on wealth consolidation in the elite class and learns precisely nothing like believes in this free market that her uncle and her mom are working hard to make a reality in ukraine you know and i think that solves that solves that issue because her her own personal ideology solves that contradiction for her like
2: yeah well i think like partly yeah there are a few things here right I think the idea that if you if you walked up to like a liberal party politician and said, aha, you know, that's uh, you're you're part of like that. You're sort of a a, a, let's say this, a family project in which you have like played a part that has its roots sort of in the mid century. Right. As part of that, um, you know, like like, uh, there has been this involvement in uh, involvement in witness to advocacy for sort of free markets in Eastern Europe. I don't think any sort of liberal politician would sort of see that as a gotcha. I think where it comes in, especially, is, again, what we talked in the previous episode about things that are unable to be inscribed on what Lacan would call the big other, right? Things that, are, that just sort of slide off common knowledge, um, which is mm-hmm. that all of this it hasn't worked terribly well, <laughs> I guess no. you could say.